Welcome to the Born to Be a Badass podcast, the show about the intersection of women's empowerment, embodiment, and self-defense, and what women need to know and do to enhance their physical, mental, and emotional safety. Here's your host, fourth-degree black belt and self-protection expert, Cynthia Jalakor-Rude. Welcome to the Born to Be a Badass podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Jolicarud. The topic today is street harassment, and it's one that goes actually beyond just catcalling. It's one that I've had to deal with, and my daughters have had to deal with also. Women, and often members of the LGBT plus community, are on the receiving end of it, and it's almost always a man or a group of men who dish it out. So what is street harassment? Well, women around the world are subject to unwanted comments, gestures, and actions. The group Stop Street Harassment describes it as catcalls, sexually explicit comments, names, and demands, sexist remarks, homophobic slurs, stalking, flashing and leering, persistent requests for someone's name, number, or destination after they've said no, following, groping, and sexual assault. Hollaback adds vulgar gestures, barking, kissing noises, blocking someone's path, and public masturbation to the list. And a study done in Australia included experiences of staring, car horn honking, wolf whistling, and unwanted conversation. A study by Cornell University found that 85% of women in the United States experience street harassment before the age of 17, and that 75% had experienced being followed by men in public spaces. But it's not just limited to the United States. A 2014 study revealed that the top five worst cities for verbal harassment were Mexico City, Delhi, Bogota, Lima, and Jakarta, while the top five worst cities for physical harassment were Mexico City, Bogota, Lima, Tokyo, and Delhi. In the U.S., a study in 2000 found that 87% of American women between the ages of 18 to 64 had been harassed by a male stranger, and over half had experienced being touched, grabbed, rubbed, brushed, or followed by a strange man on the street or in another public place. Street harassment is not just an urban problem either. The survey found that women in all areas experienced it, 90% in rural areas, 88% in suburban areas, and 87% in urban areas. A study published in the British Journal of Psychology conducted by the University of Melbourne in Australia, says that being catcalled or witnessing others being catcalled has been shown to result in, quote, a substantial increase in self-objectification. A 2019 study showed that being objectified often results in, quote, greater body shame as well as symptoms of disordered eating. When women are catcalled or harassed, they usually become more aware of every action that they take because they feel as though they are to blame. And often that something that they did provoked the comment, and that can lead to shame or embarrassment. A terrific new group in the United Kingdom called Our Streets Now is trying to make street harassment illegal 
and uses their Instagram to highlight women's experiences and to raise awareness of the impact that harassment has on women. They observe that, quote, street harassment is objectifying. Ultimately, our bodies are being perceived as a thing that doesn't deserve respect while in a public space. Many victims have told us that street harassment makes them not only question, but also hate their bodies. One follower said, I used to own my body and love my breasts, but now I do everything possible to hide them as a precaution. Often, this harassment takes place at a very young age, and girls are made to feel wrong or dirty, end quote. Hollaback and Cornell University surveyed almost 5,000 people about street harassment, and they found that 85% of people under 40 years old have taken a different route home to avoid street harassment. 72% have taken a different mode of transportation, and 70% have decided against going to a social event like a party or a movie because of the potential of street harassment. 66% said that they had changed the way they dressed or changed an outfit so that they wouldn't get harassed. And 35% of people had admitted that they had moved or quit jobs because of the high number of street harassers in their neighborhood or work area. Women often start avoiding certain behaviors like eating a banana in public or going to the gym instead of running outside in order to prevent similar events from happening in the future. Many conclude that if they can just change how their body looks, the harassment will stop. So they either try to become less visible by losing weight, often through disordered eating, or to conceal themselves by gaining a lot of weight. So how does it feel to be on the receiving end of harassment? It can feel annoying, threatening, frightening. It can provoke panic attacks, extreme paranoia, a state of anxiety when you're in a public place. And for women who have experienced assault or abuse previously, it can be a reminder of those experiences and trigger even more fear. This all seems pretty discouraging and bleak, but I don't want you to feel powerless. You may not be able to stop the harassment, but I want to give you my perspective on it and some ideas on how to avoid it and how to take action if you need to. When harassment happens on the street, on the bus, at work, and so on, some common responses are to ignore it, to cross the street or move away so that you can put some distance between yourself and the person who's being obnoxious, glare at them, to yell at them, to confront them, and even to strike back physically. Now, some women have gotten pretty creative in their responses. There is an organization called Cards Against Harassment that gives you the ability to print out cards with messages on them that you can hand out to people. Some women in Mexico actually started blasting harassers with confetti guns. But none of that is really likely to change a harasser's behavior, although it does feel better probably to do something rather than nothing. But for those men who are harassed to get attention, this kind of thing actually rewards them. Tempting though it may be to engage with a harasser in most cases, it's not productive. Even saying things like, don't stare at me like that, that's harassment, or that's not okay, or don't speak to me like that, 
or even asking them if they'd make the same comment to their daughter or their sister or their mother may do nothing other than make you feel better, better than remaining silent. And I'm a great advocate for speaking up, but unfortunately, guys who behave badly often don't give a hoot what their victims say. Remember that being safe is your number one goal. Your goal is not to teach an asshole a lesson. In fact, responding to a harasser may actually encourage him to continue or to escalate. And in rare cases, it might prompt anger, aggression, and violence. These responses usually come from men who are part of a group and who do not want to lose face or be seen as weak by their buddies. It's generally better not to give in to the desire to educate or embarrass those who feel free to harass. When it happens, listen to your instincts and intuition. Most harassers are rude, obnoxious, ill-mannered jerks, but ultimately they're harmless. However, a small percentage may actually be predators who are using this initial interaction as a way to test whether or not you'd be a suitable victim. They want to see what they can get away with. And their goal is to connect with you and manipulate you into doing what they want. That may even be through intimidation. They have an agenda that is far beyond just impressing a buddy or feeding their ego. So if you get a bad feeling about somebody who's harassing you, pay attention to that. If he creeps you out, there's a reason. Don't dismiss or discount what your primal survival system is telling you. I know I talk about that a lot, but the truth is that bad feeling is something to be honored. And it's always part of our internal natural warning system. So pay attention to it and take action when you get it. Be prepared to take action if you need to. If the harassment moves beyond the verbal and into the physical, so for example, the harasser follows you, touches you, or assaults you, you absolutely have to act. The situation and the circumstance will obviously determine what's appropriate. It may be that you can escape the situation altogether by going into a store, asking a bystander to walk with you or something like that. It may be that you do need to go confrontational, and it may be that you do have to fight. Predators don't want to be caught. So drawing attention to them verbally and giving yourself permission to be rude and to be loud can often do the trick. Something like, hey, back off, leave me alone, get away from me right now. Or this man's harassing me. I'm scared. I don't want his attention. Call 911. Those kinds of things can draw attention if there are people around. You may want to get your phone out and take a photo or a video of him. If the harassment goes physical, don't waste time wondering why this is happening to you. Just accept that it is and defend yourself. Bite, scratch, hit, kick, scream, do whatever it takes to drive him away. Predators don't want to get hurt and your body and your life are worth protecting. So be prepared to do whatever it takes to protect yourself. That may include physically injuring him. Don't stop until he does. And if you can, run to a safer place. So is there anything else that you can do? Well, yes, there's a couple more things I want to share with you just to give you a, a slightly larger perspective on this. Although some harassment can come out of the blue with absolutely no warning, often it does not. If you're paying attention to what's going on in the environment around you, you may notice things that can be helpful. 
If you're walking outside and you notice that the flow of foot traffic seems to be detouring around something or someone, pay attention to that. There's probably someone or something there that you don't want to interact with. If you see or hear a group of guys hanging out and being a bit rowdy, pay attention to what they're doing. They might be fine, but they also might be in the mood to engage in a little harassment as part of their fun or their bonding activities. If there's someone who harasses you regularly, come up with a plan to deal with it because it's not going to stop unless you take action. That might mean documenting every incident and taking it to human resources. Or yes, it might include some of the methods that I mentioned earlier, like changing your route to work or finding a new job. I got to say, those are not great solutions. But if there's no way to eliminate the harasser from your day-to-day life, then making a drastic change like that may be the only way to preserve your mental, emotional, and physical safety. It sucks and it's not fair. But the only things that we can change are the ones that we can control. And oftentimes we have no influence over the people that we encounter on the street or in a work environment. Ultimately, our safety is our own responsibility, even when the threat is something that we shouldn't have to deal with. We do, so we have to. Most importantly, because you probably won't be able to stop a random harasser from doing what he likes to do, don't take it personally. And don't assume that there's something wrong with you. There isn't. You have a right to take up space on the planet, a right to go about your life unimpeded and without having to fend off unwanted and unwelcome comments, gestures, and touching. So walk confidently, listen to your intuition, and do not let the perverts, assholes, and predators of the world take away your joy, your power, or your life. I'm often asked, why do men harass women? And it's a good question. And there's a variety of answers to that. They may think that they're complimenting you. That kind of implies that you're supposed to feel flattered by their attention. They may have learned from their male relatives or peers that it is okay or normal to objectify women. They may be seeking attention. They might be very young, drunk, or high. It could just be a fun game for them to see women's reactions. They might just be dicks. If they're in a group, they might want to impress their buddies or to increase their social standing in the group. They may want to intimidate you or they may be testing you. And that's the predatory type behavior. Obviously, we would prefer to not have to deal with being on the receiving end of the harassment. And it would be great if we could prevent men from behaving that way in the first place. So what actually might help men change their behavior? Well, the first thing is other men. Good men can help to deal with this by calling out the ignorant harassers and taking away the social approval that they expect to get when they behave that way. To me, that is the most powerful thing is for other men to intercede when guys that they're with or men that they see behaving this way, don't get a pass. When men are willing to step in, speak up and say, knock it off, that's not okay. Don't treat women like that. Legal consequences like prosecution for lewd conduct might make harassers who are part of social groups limit that behavior. But those cases are usually very difficult to document and prosecute. 
asocial predators who use street harassment as part of their victim testing and selection process may only be deterred by how you present yourself and by how you respond to them. So it is essential that you learn how to own your space and give off the vibe that says, I'm not someone you want to mess with. And remember, if you get more than a feeling of minor annoyance from someone who's harassing you, so your warning bells are sounding and you suspect that what's happening is more than casual obnoxiousness, take action right away. I'll leave for another day a discussion of harassment in the online world because that covers a whole bunch of other behaviors. It's typically defined as repeated, unsolicited, and threatening behavior by a person or a group using mobile or internet technology with the intent to bother, terrify, intimidate, humiliate, threaten, harass, or stalk someone else. And it can take place in any electronic environment, social networking sites, messaging boards, chat rooms, email, text messages. So it's a huge topic and we'll definitely cover that in a future episode. I'd love to hear about your experiences with harassment and the ways that you have come up with to deal with it. So feel free to message me on any of my platforms or send an email to coachcynthia at jolicur.com. I want to end the show today with some links to some of the great resources that I mentioned earlier in the show. Stop Street Harassment has a website that is named the exact same thing, stopstreetharassment.com. Hollaback can be found at www.ihollaback.org. So that's the letter I and then hollaback.org. And Our Streets Now is at www.ourstreetsnow.org. If you're interested in some of the cards that you can hand out to people who are being obnoxious, and I got to admit that I like a whole bunch of these, you can check those out at www.cardsagainstharassment.com. Stay safe and be a badass. You've been listening to the Born to be a Badass podcast, the groundbreaking show that shines the light on women, violence and safety, life after trauma and how to build personal power and courage. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode and share it with your friends, family members and colleagues. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review that will help our show reach more women around the world. Tune in regularly for more exciting conversations full of insights and wisdom you won't hear anywhere else. And until next time, embrace your inner badass.